The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Hey guys, it's Blood Harris here on the Panther Ranch Podcast. Happy Monday to you guys as we um, go back to work and face reality. And another NFL season is in the books. The New England Patriots emerge as the Super Bowl champion once again. For the sixth time in the last 18 years. Which is pretty phenomenal, I mean, if you look at it. I mean, it's a really big accomplishment. I mean, we used to always uh, tout the company line about... The Steelers won four Super Bowls in six years in the 70s. One thing about that team was they were able to keep themselves together for all that time. Whereas now in the NFL, you have a salary cap. And free agency. It's a lot harder to do. But what they've done, six Super Bowls in 18 years, I mean, it's phenomenal. I mean, it's a great great thing. And Tom Brady got six rings. And pretty much they've solidified themselves as the greatest NFL dynasty in history. And I know that the, uh, you know, I know Steer fans hate hearing that, but that just is what it is. You know, I remember when I was a kid, and I remember when uh, the 49ers were... I've, you know, I've rehashed this many times, but I just remember... When they won their third Super Bowl and they were going for four, people were all freaked out. Because they were going to tie the Steelers. And of course they did, they beat the crap out of Denver, and they got their fourth. And, um, you know, people, you know, of course... And then by the middle of the decade of the 90s, they got their fifth. Cowboys got their fifth as well. And, you know, we lived with that for a while, and it wasn't no big deal. I mean, you got used to it. It is what, it, you know, that's how it happened. But then the Steelers got their fifth and sixth, and could have had a seventh, but I don't think they'd, you know, Green Bay was just on a hot streak. And they just weren't going to be denied. And, of course, Mendenhall fumbled. Which would have put the Steelers back in the game if he wouldn't have done that. I mean, that, that drive would have. But you had that and you had Ben's pick six early in the game as well. Where he got hit as he threw. Yeah, there was a lot of, there was a lot of things that, uh, that, that contributed to them losing that game and... One person they really missed in that was Santonio Holmes, and I think if they'd have had Santonio, they probably would have won the Super Bowl because he was that guy for them. He was basically the go-to receiver if you needed a big play. Although he had, you know, he had some issues. He was fine on Twitter, and he was waking and baking and and whatnot. 
you know, we send them to Jets, and eventually, you know, he had, you know, some halfway decent seasons there, and of course, injuries took his toll on him, and that was that. It's a shame because he, I thought he could have been a Hall of Fame receiver. I thought, you know, he, it looked like he was headed that way. And of course, all the dumb stuff happened. And the injuries. But I just remember, it felt like, you know, that Super Bowl when we, you know, when the Steelers won in 2008-2009. You know, Satan made a catch. It seemed like it was it was almost like a passing of the torch. It was like, you know, Hines Ward passing the torch to, to Santonio Holmes. Because Hines was that guy. Adversary for the Steelers. And it seemed like he was passing the torch to Holmes. And of course, Holmes pissed it away. And I think, you know, after I had Super... You know, and eventually, you know... High just numbers dipped. And I think his final year, he just really didn't have it. I mean, I think he had, like, he had made 40-some catches for 300 yards. And... High just wasn't that guy anymore. Because, of course, you, you had Mike Wallace and you had Antonio Brown coming in. And Emmanuel Sanders as well. There was just not enough room for Heinz Ward anymore, and he just, you know, his, you know, he was getting old. I'm sure he thought he could still play the game, and people got all pissed off when uh, they released him. But that's just that's his business. They tried to get him to retire, he wouldn't. And uh, Steers released him, and he tried to go play the field, and No, there was no market for him anymore. I mean, he's he was beat up. I mean, the guy. I mean, when you spend it, you play as long as he did. I mean, and you know, you you play you play physical all game, and he was blocking. I mean, he was. I mean, he just absorbed punishment. He gave punishment. It'll take, it takes his toll on you, and that's what it did. And at least he got to a thousand. At least he got a thousand catches. I'll give him that. I would have thought Antonio Brown would have eclipsed his records, but Antonio obviously is not too happy himself, and he's going. But uh, after that second Super Bowl, where I thought the Steelers should have started rebuilding their roster. I thought there were some guys they kept too long on the team. And then when it finally came to where they had to really when they had to build, they didn't draft all that good. I mean they a lot of the guys they drafted, especially on defense, were, were total busts. They drafted there was a wealth of guys on offense that did, that did very well. Defense, they just it was a bunch of busts. I don't get it. But uh, New England, they kept trucking along. and Look where Brady is. I mean, uh, guys over 40 and he can still sling the ball. I mean, people rip on him for checking down and things like that. But 
know, he just, if you give him time, he finds the open guy, and he, you know, all those guys are in tune with each other, and that's what's crazy about it. But as far as the game goes tonight, or last night, I should say, sorry, my times are all jacked up. It was pretty much a crappy game. I thought, you know, I thought one of the keys was getting golf acclimated. The defense did a hell of a job for the Rams. I mean, they did really good. I mean, they held New England overall to 13 points. Despite, you know, when you have, you know, with, with a lackluster performance from your offense, the score only, you know, to uh, give only 13 points is really good to an England team. I mean, at, I mean, at times it seemed like New England was going to, you know, break the bank, but, uh, the Rams just never, you know, they, they, their will, their will to win never gave up. And it seemed like in the second half that the Rams were getting the offense going, but they just kept shooting themselves in the foot. New England was picking up on their on their play actions and stuff, and Gurley just I don't know what happened to him, but he just um, he's been hurt. I mean, he got his money, got hurt. I mean. At least he got his money first, but that running game was, it just didn't show up for for them. And, you know, the, you know, the receivers, obviously, they're pretty athletic, but, I mean, there's, there's not one guy that that's, that's the it guy for the Rams, and I think it's the big problem. For most of the game, they couldn't get open, and Rams offensive line was pretty bad as well. I mean, Patriots blew them up on several occasions. But you know, yesterday was but yesterday was a day of block pulls, beer, alcohol, whatever you want, or just beverages. It was daily fantasy, gambling, um, and whatnot. It was fun. I mean, I, that's what that's what I love about the Super Bowl is you, it's all the festivities. I mean, I mean, there's just bars you go to for it, and although they've been skipping a lot of stuff, but I mean, free. You know, it's free. It's free. I mean, they always have a free. Uh, they always have a free nacho bar and a free hot dog bar at the. Uh, at you. Know, for us, it's complimentary. Then, of course, you got your ten-hour pitchers and your four-hour drafts. Me, I was on call, so for me, it was Miller Lite. And to be, and I drank that, and to be honest with you, I didn't feel buzzed at all the whole entire thing. It was almost like I was drinking flavored water. I mean, I mean, I might as well just cracked open a, a new duels at that point. But I didn't want to get shit faced and have to come to work the next day. So I settled for Killer Light. I'm not sure they use corn syrup or what or whatnot, but because obviously that's the big thing now is you know the Super Bowl commercials. Obviously, you had the uh, something about Bud Light does use corn syrup or something. You know, I, I guess it's, you know obviously beer is full of sugar, although you you can't taste it. It has sugars in it. 
has a whole bunch of stuff in it when it's made. Because I had somebody, I had a friend who drank straw, but supposedly straw was sugar free. And I forget why. I think it was because he was diabetic or, or had some sort of thing where he couldn't have a whole lot of sugar. And supposedly straw is sugar free, is what I was told. And they don't use sugar in their beer, so. Or no sugars. And that's what they would drink. And straw isn't a bad beer. You know, I used to drink it. I mean, it's pretty decent. It's not exactly a microbrew, but I mean, it's it's a decent beer. You know, it's, it's one of those un- underground, no name, no name kind of beers in a way, where it's not that popular, but people drink it. Kind of like a hipster beer in a way, but I don't think hipsters like Straub. I think hipsters are more of a PBR type of group. Or, you know, crap brew, of course. But, uh, you know, last, I think last Super Bowl year we had, or the year before, we had hot dogs, we had nachos, we had pot stickers. I guess some Asian place brought, you know, complimentary pot stickers, which were really good. They brought some. I think they brought one. They brought wontons as well. I remember. They brought a whole bunch of stuff. I remember. And it used to be this. You know, it was low. They had they had a taco bar. Yeah, nachos, tacos. They had uh, hot dogs. This year was just hot dogs and just straight nachos. That was it. And uh, you know, I don't mind. I mean, I just half time you just grab a dog or two and you're you're set. Because you're already spending enough money in beer and you know and whatnot. Yeah, you know, the halftime performance kind of blew. And I, I know some people complained about, you know, LeBron was complaining about Travis Scott not having a, a, um, a big enough, I guess, you know, role in the Super Bowl halftime thing. You can see the same for him and Big Boy. I mean, Those two, I guess, uh, didn't really have a big role. I mean, Travis Scott sang a, sang a few lines in one of his songs, and that was it. And, but the thing about it, the thing about it is, Maroon Five was the headliner. And you all, you guys have been to concerts before. You know the headliner is always going to get all the all the all the shit. Even the Super Bowl, even even the Super Bowl halftime things as well. You know, I mean, except for Coldplay, where they had to bring Beyonce and Bruno Mars in. Because, you know, nobody really wants to listen to fucking Coldplay. I mean, they've won some awards for sure, but, you know, nobody wants to turn on the halftime show and listen to freaking Coldplay. Whereas Brune 5 is more of an upbeat type of, type of thing, and But, uh, you know, C- Cardi B could have performed and she turned it down because the NFL is supposedly treatment of Colin Kaepernick. And I mean, I get that. But at the same time, she did a Super Bowl commercial for Pepsi 
And she performed at the Super Bowl festivities the day before. So, I mean, if you're going to do all that, why not just do the friggin' halftime show? I mean, because you might as well at that point. I mean, you've, you're, I mean, you're obviously, you're not going to go away empty-handed from this whole Super Bowl thing. It's a money grab for you because, you know, you're capitalizing on your success. So why not do the commercial? And why not do, you know, do, do the pregame thing? And not to mention she had Robert Kraft on stage with her and... And, you know, if anything, it's the owners that are refusing to sign Kaepernick, not the NFL. The NFL can't force the owners to do anything. They can't, they can't tell the owner, they can't tell the owners, good old, good old can't tell the owners, hey, one of you guys needs to sign Kaepernick, because they're just going to tell, uh, they're just going to tell Goodall to go fuck himself. That's about it. So they're pretty much the ones, they're not signing the guy. But there she was on stage with him, and he was dancing everything, and and I just you know I don't know. I just think if you're gonna you know if, if this is a, you know if you're gonna capitalize on your your success, I mean what you're doing so far, you might as well just go all in and do the, do, do the halftime show because you've already done the commercial. You're in Atlanta already doing a whole bunch of Super Bowl stuff. Because there was some other stuff she was doing as well. She was visiting kids at the hospital. All kind of stuff. So you're using your celebrity status to do all this, do all these things. Do the freaking halftime show. You know, Big Boy and Travis Scott did it. And, you know, people are saying, well, you know, maybe they should have asked Kaepernick for his what his thoughts of doing doing the show was. And, you know, Big Boy and Travis Scott are grown men. They don't have to ask anyone's permission to do anything. Let alone Kaepernick's. And I'm sure people are going to question, you know, their character, but... You know, it is what it is. I mean, his... His, I guess, the movement that he, that he have with, with the with the players, it's isn't as strong and pretty much is nearly dead. And it's mainly because the NFL this year was really good at it had a really good product. You know, lot, there was a lot, you know, a lot of great games, a lot of great names this year, and it was a signed product this year, and it drowned out all that. It whatever whatever politics people try to. Another drama they brought into it the year before, it killed it this year. So, you know, it wasn't bad. I mean, I I had a, you know, overall it was a good season. I mean, I wish the Steelers would have done better, but, you know, that's, that's on them. I mean, they could, you know, I don't think they would have beat New England to get to the Super Bowl anyway because... Anytime they play New England, they, uh, they they pucker. Oh, they they did they, they did beat New England this year, but still, just because you beat them a first time doesn't mean uh, you're gonna beat them a second time. Because 
Remember 2004 when Ben uh, did his thing? You know, Ben did his thing and then they had to face Newton in the AFC title game and what happened? Newton won that one, but, you know, convincingly. But down the stretch, Ben started to fade, I remember, and we also knew that was going to happen. I mean, he was a rookie QB. Eventually, people were going to pick up on what he was doing because he really didn't have, you know, that his playbook was pretty limited of what he can do. And But, you know, for the most part, he made it work. I mean, that whole team that year made it work. It just, at the end of the day, it fell apart. They got back next year, though. But anyways, guys, I feel like I'm rambling about the Super Bowl. Other stuff that happened, well, I guess I'll do a side note here. Um, 21 Savage, I guess the rapper, I guess. You know, for one thing, I know I know the dude was from the UK. For the for one thing, I mean, I don't really check you know geographical stuff of where these guys are from, but. Obviously, he, uh, ICU, ICU came and I guess took him away and I guess he overstayed his visas, I guess is what happened. I had a co, I have a co-worker who I, you know, you know, or had one, I should say, and, you know, he's, you know, the one hospital I am, I took over the support, he was their main support person. And he was, you know, we were doing the knowledge transfer, all that happy stuff, because he was doing, uh, he was moving on to something else. Well, basically, that's what happened to him. He was, you know, he's from India. He has, you know, obviously he has a family here. But before, you know, before before the holidays, before Christmas, I talked to him for a little bit. You know, we were just, just regular, regular bullshit. But I just remember after the holidays were over, maybe like somewhere in January, I went back, I didn't hear from him. And I emailed him a few times and got no reply. And I guess one of his emails bounced back. And I just remember, you know, walking past his cubicle and uh, I saw that his um, his cubicle, all of his family pictures, everything was gone. And so when I went to uh, the hospital, he supported, you know, we were talking, you know, I was trying, I was going over some things with them. They told me that, uh, you know, you know, his name was Vishnu. And they said, well, Vishnu over, overstayed his visa. So he had, he abruptly left for India before they can get him. So basically he just picked up and left for the most part because his visa ran out. So I was like, wow. That's all I can really say about that. I mean, that's just a little side thing. But uh, not much else going on. Pitt obviously picked up a verbal commitment. The other week they landed an O-line. I haven't really checked to see who they landed this time. But um, later in the week I'll talk about that in Pitt Hoops as well. Pitt lost to Syracuse the past week, weekend, and there goes that. 
I mean, I expected them to lose to Syracuse, but later this week I'll talk more about pit hoops and I'll dig into some things what I can find with them. And I'll talk about more of Pitt's verbal commitments that they just landed. I know one they landed from Michigan. He was a transfer, and this one here they just landed as well. But, uh, yeah, we'll get into that. Because Pitt has, I think, 20 commits for the class now. And uh, we'll talk about the butthurtness that, uh, I guess, Syracuse seems to be a little bit upset over the... uh, I guess the fact that we played for the ACC title game because some guy complained that they were all, that we were honoring the seven seven ACC Coastal champs. Whatever, dude. Clemson had Clemson's quarterback was injured, and you guys still couldn't keep your keep your lead. F off. But the other nut. Hey, it's a Monday. So, anyways, guys, I'll let you have the rest of your week. Not much else to talk about. Build a pit. Bye.